0: Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now, here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Uh, we've been in this series called 2020 Christmas, and uh, we're, we're not confused. We do recognize that this is 2019, uh, but we've been talking about next Christmas because um, if you're like me, like I refuse to be where I am this Christmas come next christmas i don't want to be the same josh just a revised version i don't want to be josh 1.2 or 1.3 i don't really even want to be josh 2.0 just an upgraded me i want to be a whole new me like a whole new operating system because there are things in my life that i want to see changed and and so during this series what we've asked you to do is is to put your faith out there this Christmas for next Christmas. Because some of us in the room, let's just, like, let's, let's admit it, like some of us in the room, there are things in our life that we want to change, that we want to see changed. Maybe for you, by Christmas 2020, your, your, your 2020 Christmas will look like a different you physically right? Like maybe that's, maybe that's in some kind of like healing way, or maybe you're, you're just like, no, you know what? 2020 is my year, baby. Like I'm going to, I'm going to have a move of God right here. You know, like I, I'm going, you know, maybe that, and that's, you. that's cool, man. Um, how many of you, how many of you would say, man, 2020, I need some change financially. Like, I, I, I'm i open. Lord, I'm pushing this empty vessel in front of you, God. And the financial, you know, anybody? Is that? Is that just? Come on now. Oh, well, hey, you all are doing. So let me tell you about the Christmas offering again, <laughs> in case you missed that one. No, like, hey, God, I want to see some movement in my finances. Maybe for you it's a, a relational conflict. Maybe there's some friction between you and a family member or you and a, a friend that you want to see something change, something different. You don't want to be in the same place next year as you are this year. But here's what I've discovered about God. A lot of times, right, like we will have all of these external things that we want to change. And God is cool talking to you about that, and God will change a lot of those things. But what I've discovered is while he's messing around there, he also starts getting on the inside. And so maybe when, maybe when you look at Christmas 2020 or your 2020 Christmas, maybe you look inside your heart and you're like, man, there's some things in there that, that I, I don't want to be the same. Listen, I, I, I want to be honest and, and just completely real with you. There are things in my heart I don't want them to be there come 2020 Christmas. There, there are some, uh, some low-level, just kind of simmering uh, anger things that I'm just kind of done with, like I'm fed up with. And so I'm pushing that vessel before the Lord and saying, God, this thing is empty. I need, you to, I need something to happen here because I'm not going to deal with this for another decade. I'm just not going to do it. And so, God, we need, to, we need to get some movement and momentum here. Or maybe for you, maybe for you there's been this root of bitterness over the last 12 months. Maybe there was an unmet expectation, and you got hurt because, because you thought somebody was going to do something, and they didn't, or you didn't think somebody was going to do something, and they did, and, and it caused a disconnect and a something that happened, and it started off relationally, but now uh, a bitterness has set up in your heart, and you look at it, and you're like, I don't like that thing. I don't I don't like feeling that way. It comes out when I'm stressed out and it comes out on my kids or it comes out on the people, my husband or wife. That's when it, it's, it I just project it on them and and I see this ugliness because it's out of the 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 it's it's from the heart that the mouth speaks and when it comes out I'm just so I'm so ridden with guilt and shame that that thing was in there. So God, I don't want that to be there this time next year. And so maybe, maybe that's what it is for you. And this whole series has really been about the idea of being self-aware, really trying to practice self-awareness. Where am I? Where, where am I? See, it, you have to know where you are before you can get to where you want to go. When, when I open Google Maps, it doesn't ask me, where do you think you are? It just says, hey, you're here, Right here, and the little thing pops up and says, boom, dot, blue. You're the blue dot. Now, where do you want to go? Because we have to track where we are before we can get to where we want to go. And so the first week of the series, that's what we talked about. We talked about preparing with where we are now so that we can get to where we want to go. And we talked about how everything empty in our life, every area that we want God to move, we want to place it before him. We want to acknowledge it. We want to identify it. Where do I have need right here and right now? Where do I want to see God move in my life? Let me, let me take this, this last few weeks before the end of the year, and let me just place that before God and set it before him. And we said, man, everybody who does that, there's plenty of oil to go around. God can pour favor and blessing and and hope into your life, but he only fills what's empty. And we don't set before him something we already think is full, so we have to be self-aware. And I believe, man, everybody who prepares for their 2020 Christmas, it's gonna be the best year of your life. I believe you're gonna see more blessing more more life transformation. I believe you're gonna be able to trace the hand of God moving in your life because you took the time to prepare. But every one of us who just kind of passively waits or just kind of takes a laissez-faire approach to the next year, the next decade, I don't think we're gonna see what we want to see. And so we wanna just set those vessels out in faith before God. That's so what we said week one. Week two, last week, preached a word to you about generosity and how generosity is going to be the key for you to get from here to there. That God, that God uses generosity to do something in your life that transforms you into the kind of person who can who can hold the blessing that's coming. Because if he blessed you with it right now, you're character hasn't been formed by his spirit and his word so you wouldn't be a great steward of the blessing so he wants to use generosity to shape you and unleash and unlock the supernatural in your life and so if you missed either of those weeks guess what they're on our youtube channel if you prefer watching it do that if you prefer listening and listen some of y'all got a lot of driving to do I'm just going to tell you our podcast is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Plus, if you don't do podcasting apps, it's on the website under the message audio. You can listen to it there. So catch up on this series if you haven't so that you can prepare for 2020 the right way. This week, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes on this idea of bridging the gap. If you're taking notes today, that's the title of the message, and listen, This whole series has been a note-taking series. I would encourage you today to take notes, write it down, because you're going to find yourself in the gap at some point. If you're not there now, you will be, and you need to know how to bridge the gap. Well, what is the gap? Well, the gap is the space or time between the promise of God the vision of God, the word of God that you're holding on to, what we're believing God for, the there on our destination map. And then the gap is that space or time between the promise and then seeing it actually happen and and, and living in it and getting there. Being there and getting there, that's the, that's the gap. It's the space between here and and, there. and here's what I know about you, because it's true about all humans, myself included. If we're going to mess this thing up, we're going to mess it up in the gap. Nobody messes it up in the promise. That's when you just receive it, Lord, I receive it, Jesus. And nobody messes it up in the fulfillment, because it's like, praise God, I'm walking in, in a dream. This is awesome. If we mess this thing up, we're going to mess it up in the gap. Because if we don't know how to navigate the gap, manage the gap, here's what's gonna happen. Next year, you're gonna be in the same place you are this year. The year after that, same place. If if we don't learn how how to walk faithfully in the gap, the space between here and there, we're just gonna be in the same spot year after year, and we're going to get to 2030, and you're going to be the same you with a few extra gray hairs. <laughs> I don't want that for you. God doesn't want that for you. And the truth is, everybody in the room, all of us, we all have another level God wants to take us to. No one has arrived. No one has, has, can, can say in this room, oh, no, I have arrived. I have no more room for growth. I am perfect in all of my ways. That's not true. No, God is still working on us and he's not satisfied. Listen, I believe this is true for our church in 2020. God is not satisfied with us just coming to church and receiving because there are things that he wants us to go after that we've never seen before, that we've never experienced before, but we have to all understand this. To do that, God wants to use every one of us. He wants to use us all. You see, you didn't come today. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you have put your trust and faith in him, you didn't come today to listen to the minister. You came today to be equipped as a minister in your world. That's Bible. That's truth. God wants to use you to to, to bring about the transformation that he wants to do in Hampton Roads and beyond. You are a minister of the gospel. And in this last week of 2019, my prayer for you is that you would let God sprinkle some miracle grow on your life so that you can be ready for what he wants to do in 2020. Because not just our church, but I think one of the problems of church as a whole is we got a lot of people trying to tell other people how to live, but they don't have any fruit on their tree. You see, when Jesus, when Jesus refers to us as like vines or trees and that we're supposed to produce fruit, here's the thing about fruit. Nobody grows an apple tree so that people can step back and say, man, look at them apples. Those are the best looking apples I've ever seen. Let's just admire the beauty of those apples. Man, no. Why do you grow an apple tree? So you can pick the apples and feed people with them. So people can come up and take the fruit off the tree and sink their teeth into a nice, delicious apple. God wants to grow fruit in your life because he wants people to come up and eat off of the fruit of your relationship with him. He wants to feed people by the fruit that he grows so we can't be stuck in the same place next year. We can't be going fighting the same battles in 2020 Christmas that we're fighting in 2019 Christmas. You can't be stuck in the same place in the next decade that you've been fighting this decade. Now, it's okay if that's where you are right now, right? Because there, you, you should feel no shame, no guilt, identifying where you are now. God can't change the you you pretend to be. So you don't have to front. You don't have to fake. You don't have to put on a mask. Oh, no, I'm somebody that I'm... No, 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 no. That doesn't help anybody. It's okay that you're there now. That's identity. That's that's identifying. That's self-awareness. The point of this series has been, we don't want you to be there next Christmas. It's fine that you're there now. Nobody's fussing at you being there now. Don't be there next year. Let God get in there and and, and change some stuff because how you handle the gap will determine how you receive and experience the promise. Because I believe, man, God is going to say some things, do some things, show people some visions. And we have to be able to navigate the time between the word is spoken and the word is realized. See, in Scripture, there is this there is this, um, this, language of seed and harvest, seed time and harvest time, seed and harvest. But here's how it works, right? Like the seed goes in the ground, time passes, and then the harvest. Most of us want seed, harvest. Plant the seed, boing, harvest. And it doesn't work that way we have trouble waiting and so we we mess up the gap we we actually end up staying in the gap longer than we were supposed to that's what happened to the children of israel when they're coming out of egypt going into the promised land their journey should have only taken them 11 days 11 days it was, it, wasn't, it, it, was, it was not a journey of punishment and judgment. It was actually supposed to be a journey of purification because there are some things in your life that you can't walk into carrying into the promised land. So God takes you through an 11-day journey to purify some things. He takes you through an 11-day gap to get some things off of your life, but you're not meant to stay there for 40 years. But because they couldn't navigate the gap, an 11-day journey became a 40-year death because they didn't know how to wait. So what are you gonna do in the wait? What are you gonna do in the gap? That's what I wanna share with you, I got six things. Six things, if you're taking notes, go ahead and write six numbers down, six things for how to bridge the gap. Number one, you gotta to talk to God. These are gonna be incredibly simple, okay? You gotta to talk to God, you gotta to talk to God, you gotta to talk to God, because in the gap, my experience tells me that when I'm in, that, in one of those seasons of waiting, when I'm in the gap, I feel like he's not talking to me. And it's so easy to confuse the seemingly silence coming from God and interpret it as his absence. So I have to talk to him. Even when I don't hear back, I can easily confuse the silence with his absence. So I've got to engage him in conversation. I've got to talk to him. I've got to pray. That's what talk to God means, pray. Because he is my greatest ally when I'm in the gap. So I need to talk to him. So what are you going to do, what are you going to do in the gap? If, if we sit there idly and passively in the gap and we're just waiting, and we're just trying to wait it out. And we're not actively engaging him in prayer and conversation. If we're not talking to him, well, then that's the enemy's playground. Because here's what he does. I'm telling you this, just, this is pure experience. This is not like I read this in a book. This is I lived this in my life. If we're not talking to God in the gap, if we are quiet, the enemy will come up to us and he'll start talking to us. And he'll say stuff like, can't really trust him. Where did he go? He gave you this promise, but where is he now? He doesn't really love you. He's not going to be faithful to you. He's abandoned you. Where is he at? He's, he, do you, have you heard anything since he gave you that promise? Have you heard anything since he told you what to do? Did he, has he given you any reassurance? And when I'm not talking to him, the enemy will start talking to me. He'll say, he's forgotten about you. He's forgotten about you. That's why. That's why Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't get worked up, don't get confused, don't get upset, don't get worried about anything. Because in every situation, in every situation, what does he say? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He says, Don't be anxious keep talking to him talk to him about the things you want to worry about and when you do that verse 7 and the peace of god which transcends all understanding look what look, look what the peace of god will do when i talk to him when i'm anxious when i'm in the gap and i'm starting to get frustrated that i'm like i'm in the gap god and i talk to him i present my requests to him i make my petitions known i bring thanksgiving when i gauge him in conversation the peace of God comes and the peace of God guards my heart from believing those lies that he doesn't love me and it guards my mind from doubting his goodness. This is, what, this is why we have to talk to him in the gap because there's a peace that we need to access that only comes as we engage him in conversation. See, the seed... Here's here's why that's so important. Because the seed already contains the fruit. It just needs time to grow. The, the, The promise of fruit is in that seed as soon as it goes into the ground. But time has to pass before it springs up. So how do you occupy that time? You you occupy that time by saying, God, I thank you right now, God, that even though in my physical body I may still be hurting, I thank you, God, that you are my healer, that you heal every disease and every infirmity. God, I worship you that you're good. God, I thank you right now that you are my provider. Even though I'm in the midst of a season of lack, I recognize God that every good and perfect gift comes from you. God, even in the midst of this season where I'm so confused and don't know what to do. I thank you that you are my wisdom. You are the truth. You are the light. And I thank him for what I want to be anxious for. And he gives me peace to guard my heart and my mind. Number two, number one, you got to talk to him. Number two, you got to have agreement. If You're taking notes. The second thing to bridge the gap is you got to have agreement. Who do you have in your life that you can call When you're in the gap and they can agree with you about the promises of God. Listen, we all have like shopping friends and gym friends and and that friend you call when you're about to go off friend. You know, like that person. But do you have anybody that you can get in agreement with? 2020, you might need to reevaluate people in your circle. Because if, if they can't get in agreement with you, they may not make the journey with you. That's why, listen listen to me, those of you in the room, if you're a student, listen to me. If you're a single person, listen to me. If you're a single again person, listen to me. That's why it's so important that, that you give great care and attention to people you date and people you marry. Because if they can't get in agreement with you, you're setting yourself up for failure and frustration you have to be in, a grip. in the gap between here and there. You don't need people talking to you, telling you how God isn't going to do it. You don't need people telling you how, how many times you've failed and why it's not going to work out. You know what you need in the gap? You need an Elizabeth. Who's Elizabeth? This is this Christmas time, right? Luke chapter 1. Mary has just heard from the angel this incredible promise you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. I'm, I'm just a virgin girl. How's that going to, The Holy Spirit's going to do this. Well, are people going to talk about it? Like, this is going to be scandalous. Yes. Yeah, so you know what Mary did? She went to Elizabeth's house. Verse 41, let me show you this. Here's what happens when she goes to see Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. You know what you need to do in the gap? You need to get around some people that when you talk, their babies jump. You got to have agreement, man. When, here's the thing Jesus is growing inside of the womb, and Mary makes a decision. I can surround myself with people who are going to doubt the promise of God or I can go to Elizabeth's house and she's going to speak life and faith over me in this season. Listen, I'm looking for just one or two people. I don't need all of y'all to come along, but one or two people that can have agreement that 2020 is going to be the greatest year in the history of Vertical Church, that last Sunday night was a prophetic vision. We're going to blow these walls out, put more seats out, that God is going to expand vertical church. Don't need all of y'all. That's right. yeah. But if we could just find two or three people yeah. Yeah. Amen. who agree, yeah, right. and when we start talking about it, our babies start jumping. Yeah. So you got to have agreement. This is what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. He said, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, if you can find one other person that walks in agreement with you, it'll be done for them by my Father in heaven. So who are you agreeing with? Who's agreeing with you? Who have you aligned yourself with? In this next season, it's gonna take some people to agree with you when it looks bad and when it looks good, when you feel hopeless and when you feel hopeful. Number three, so you've not got to talk to God, you got to have agreement. Number three, you've got to extend beyond yourself. To bridge the gap, you got to get beyond yourself. you got to extend beyond yourself. Because it's so easy, especially in the gap, to get consumed with your own thing. To get so focused on your own deal that you forget there are other people out there. And the kingdom of God is about others. Again, let's go back to Mary and Elizabeth. Man, this is such such a key to see how Elizabeth exemplifies this. Think about her. Here's Elizabeth. She just got pregnant. After a long wait, she had given up on the promise. It's never going to happen for me. It's just, I'm too old. I'm too old. My husband's too old. It's just not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, bam, God did a miracle, and she's with child now. She's so excited. Her miracle is there, like she feels John growing in her womb. And then Mary shows up, pregnant, with the Messiah. Talk about a topper. (laughs) And not once does Elizabeth have any competition in her bones. Not once do you hear Elizabeth say, "Well, well, I've got a miracle too. What does she do? She extends beyond herself. And you know what she says? She says, Mary, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you how do you respond when people get the blessing you've been waiting for how do you respond when you got a blessing but then your friend got one on a different level can you extend beyond yourself can can you can you still praise God when they get the breakthrough that you wanted can you thank God for somebody else's blessing? Or even can you, while you're in the gap, can you carry somebody else's burden? Can you extend beyond yourself? Recognize, man, there are other people out there who are in the gap too. And I'm going I'm to extend beyond me. Number four. Number three, talk, or talk to God, have agreement, extend beyond yourself. Number four, grow in devotion you got in the gap it's the in the gap is the most important time to grow in devotion because if you're going to sustain yourself in the gap you have to stay connected to God you have to stay connected because the power Jesus says Jesus says I am the vine and you are the branches apart from me you can do nothing what is he saying? He's saying, "Hey, if you don't stay connected to me with a with a with a growing uh, uh, energy flowing into you, you can't do anything. You're just going to stay in the gap." And so the power is in the connection. mean, it's great to start strong, but you have to stay connected if you're going to stay um, sustained through the gap. Have you ever? Have you ever done this? Have you ever tried to update your computer and then? And, and like you didn't have, like if it was a laptop or something or your phone and it says, hey, you might want to plug this up before you do this update. And you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I am so smart. And so you go ahead and do the update, but then the battery dies, like middle of the update. And now you don't know what you're going to do. You got to like go through all kinds of different steps. What happened? You disconnected from the power source. The power is in connection. The power to get through the gap, to navigate the gap, is in connection. And dreams and visions die when we're in the gap and we disconnect. Paul in Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 tells us to devote yourselves to prayer. You're going to grow in devotion no matter what's going on. Being watchful and thankful because your life might be busy. Everybody's life is busy, but we have to make time for God. That's what Paul says, devote devote yourself. Listen, man, Jesus had three years to do everything he came on earth to do. All the healings, all the teachings, all the miracles, all of the the, the leadership development, all of the, the calling of the disciples. He had three years to accomplish it all, and even Jesus found time to break away. And spend some time devoted to his father. And if Jesus can do it, man, I think, I think we can do it too. And listen, just just another plug, like that's what the whole pause series is about. How do we, in the midst of all of the chaos and the hurry, and the and the run and the hustle and all, how do we how do we pause and devote some time to God? That's what we're gonna talk about. Anyway, number number five. We got four, got two more. Ask and ask again. How do you bridge the gap? You talk to God, you have agreement, you extend beyond yourself. You grow in devotion, you ask, and you ask again. I didn't say you beg. We don't beg. We're not beggars. We are children who ask. How how many of you parents know the difference between begging and asking? Yes. Daddy, please, can I have some sweet tea? Daddy, please, I just want some sweet tea. No. Daddy, please, I just want some sweet tea. Daddy, Daddy, please, please, Daddy, I just, I'm so so thirsty. I just need some sweet tea. If I give you sweet tea, I'm going to be sleeping in pee later. No. <laughs> Begging is a sign that you're not mature enough to understand the difference between seasons and times. So kids beg for stuff because they don't understand that now is not the right time. It's not, it's not that this isn't good. It's not that my heart doesn't want to give this to you. But I know that if I give it to you now, it will not bless you. And So when we beg, when we approach God with that begging mentality, it's that we're, we're, we're immature and we don't understand that there's a time for every season under the sun. So what do we do? We ask. God, Father, can I... Have this blessing. No, it's not time. Okay. God, is it time yet? God, God, uh, it's, can, I, can I have this? No. Okay. Thank you, God. You're so faithful. I trust you. God, what about now? Like, God, um, just checking in. I know, God, that you said no last time or not yet last time. So I just want to check. Is it, is it ready yet, God? God, can we? Can we... Almost. Okay, cool. Because what happens? Between every ask, time has passed by. And we may not know how much time needs to pass between seed and harvest, so we check in. God, I'm just here today. I'm checking in. Is today the day? No? Okay, God, I'll be back tomorrow. I just, I just God, I want to stay engaged with you, and I'm going to ask, but I'm not going to beg. I'm just going to keep coming back. And then eventually what happens is it's like, it's like, you know, hey, um, you, you can't have the sweet tea tonight. And then tomorrow it's like, hey, guess what? I made a whole gallon of sweet tea just for you. I couldn't give it to you last night because it wasn't ready. But you waited in the gap and your dad got this ready for you. It's yours. Be blessed. And sometimes God says not yet because he's preparing something that just takes a little bit more time to brew. A little bit more time to steep. You know what I'm saying? First Thessalonians 5.16 tells us to rejoice always, to pray continually, to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To pray continually, to ask and ask again. It doesn't tell us we have to approach him like a beggar because we're not, we're sons and daughters. Sons and daughters don't beg, sons and daughters ask. Number six. It's the last one. We have to pray until it turns to praise. How do we manage the gap? We talk to God. We have agreement. We extend beyond ourselves. We grow in devotion. We ask and ask again, and we pray until it turns into praise. Because there's a point where your prayer will turn into praise because the prayer has has shifted something in you and changed your confidence level. So you're no longer wondering, is he going to do it? But now I can praise that, yes, I know he is faithful. That's what happens to Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. They're thrown in jail because they preach the gospel. They're telling people about Jesus, they get thrown in jail for it. Verse 25 of 16 says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, and they were singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And it goes on to tell us that that the walls started shaking because of their praise. That the ground beneath them shook and suddenly not only their chains, but everybody in the whole prison's chains fell off because praise will begin to turn your situation around. So look at Paul and Silas. They had been talking to God. They had maintained that conversation. They had been talking to him. They had agreement between themselves. Nobody else, Paul, is going to stand with you. I got you. God's got us in this situation. They had agreement. They had maintained their connection. They had had, had extended beyond themselves. They weren't just thinking about them. They were now ministering to the whole jail. They had maintained their connection to God. They had grown in devotion. They had asked, and now they were praising what started as prayer. And it's like God couldn't resist. He's like, I've got to show up in that prison cell. And he doesn't just free Paul and Silas. He takes everybody's chains off. Because there are some people in your life who are waiting on your prayer to become praise to see their situation loosed. God says, I'll loose your whole family when you, yes. when you praise me. When you let your prayer turn into praise, I'll change your whole workplace. I'll, I'll unleash something you didn't even think could happen. And some of us, man, let me just offer this to you as, a, as just kind of a, a word of encouragement. Some of us are so sophisticated. Some of us are so sophisticated in our praise. We're so, we're so sophisticated in our presentation until we get into a dark place. Until we get in the gap and they turn the lights off and it's about midnight. And that's when you're like, man, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what, it, what it's going to require of me. If God doesn't show up, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it physically, spiritually, relationally, metaphorically. I can't keep doing this. So I'm going to pray until it turns into praise. I'm going, to, I'm going to break out of my preconceived ideas of what praise has to look like. And I'm going to declare everything in me until my entire life knows that he is bigger than this situation. God, I know. I know you. God, and I honor you, and I won't let this situation define me because I know you're enough, and I give you praise today. Some of y'all might just want to do that right now. You might just want to stand up and just start giving the Lord praise in your situation right here and right now before we get to 2020. It might be on behalf of your family, your finances. It might be your faith that needs a supercharge boost it might be something in you that just wants to see a change you might need something in your heart an addiction to, to, to a substance or to to to, to pornography or to, to greed to money to spending a credit card and you just need something to break in you and God says I'll loose every chain when your prayer becomes praise so what are you going to do in the gap I gave you the formula did you see it Do you see the formula? TJ, let's go through those one at a time. Let me show you. You gotta talk to God. You gotta have agreement. You gotta extend beyond yourself. You gotta grow in devotion. Ask and ask again. Pray until it turns to praise. Do you see the formula? Do you see how you bridge the gap? TJ, go to the next one. Here's how you bridge the gap it's the gap. (laughs) That's easy to remember. How do I bridge the gap? The gap. I talk to God. I have agreement. I extend beyond myself. I grow in my devotion. I ask until it turns to praise. I think you can remember how do I bridge the gap? The gap. So what are you going to do in the gap? Where... Where do you find yourself today? Is there one of these that that maybe you've skipped? What's he saying to you this morning? Where is it highlighted for you? Which one stuck out to you? And the Holy Spirit said that's going to be the key to your next five weeks is doing that thing right there. Is it do you, need to, do you need to start talking to him more? Do you need to adjust your prayer life so that you're engaging him in conversation? Do you need to find some people in your circle that can agree with you about some things? Do you, do you need to get your eyes off of yourself and put them on somebody else? Have you let your devotion life slip are you just kind of coasting through your walk with God? You just kind of got it on cruise control. Your passion's not hot, your, your, your love's not on fire, you're just kind of you're you're coasting. Have you, have you gotten so dejected that you stopped asking? And you've just given up. Do you need to praise? Do you need to look at your situation and say, I will not let that define my declaration of worth to God? Because the situation might not be good, but he is. Where are you at? What are you hearing him say to you this morning? What do you need to do as a result? Let me pray for you. Lord, today as we wrap up this final installment of our 2020, se- 2020 Christmas series. As we wrap up our final live worship gathering, our live worship experience of 2019. Lord, I believe that there is a there for every person in this room. I believe there is a there for this church. And I, my heart's desire is not just that this church gets there, but this church gets there because we all get to the there that you've shown us. My prayer is for my brothers and sisters. My heart cries out on behalf of my brothers and sisters that we would all get to the there that you've pointed us to. That, that next level, the next step, the next there. So God, I want to pray that nothing would stop them. Nothing would block their way. That they would manage the gap with faithfulness, with devotion, with a heart chasing after you. That in the gap they would pursue you, pursue your presence. They would manage the gap. just right there where you're sitting. I don't want to want to belabor this too long, but it, if, you, if you need prayer, I just want you to right there where you're sitting, you're like, man, I am in the gap, Pastor Josh, and I got some things from that, and I kind of think I know what I need to do, but I need some Holy Spirit, just some Holy Spirit strength, because there's some things that I got to take care of. There's some hard conversations I got to have. There are some people I got to get in agreement with. there are some there's some scheduled things that I got to make sure that I'm regularly talking to God. I just need the Holy Spirit to give me that level of strength to do what I know that I need to do. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up? I just want to pray for you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you in the back in the front, left, right side, thank you. I see those hands. Just uh, nobody's looking around just keep that up. I just want to say a prayer over you, okay? Lord, I pray for every person that's got their hand lifted today. God, as they stretch out their hand to you, Holy Spirit, my prayer is that your hand would stretch out and take them by the hand and they would feel that strength emanating from the very throne room of God their life. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom. God, I pray that you would give them clarity. God, I pray that you would give them audacity and boldness. Right now, I speak boldness into people's lives that need that Holy Spirit boldness. God, I speak favor and faith. God, supernatural trust that you are who you say you are, and you're going to do what you say you're going to do. In Jesus' name, I pray that for my friends my brothers and sisters in Jesus name. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.